Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. And welcome back. I'm Jen. And I'm joined by Bonnie, Katie, and Leah talking about our one cool science gal. Bonnie's already talked about Rosalind Franklin. Yes. And Katie has talked about Elizabeth Garrett Anderson. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And Leah introduced us to Myers-Briggs. Sorry. The real ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we dive back in, uh, Leah is going to tell us about the gal's calendar guide, or maybe not. Yes, you are. I am going to tell you about the calendar. Okay, I've got, good. I've got one cool thing for the calendar for Yay. this one cool episode. How about Yay. that? Love so we book. have book club. So cool. Yes, <laughs> book club. exactly. So for May 23rd through the 29th, we have book club on Zoom led by our lovely Katie Harris. So join us as we talk about Hetty's Folly, which is by Richard Rose. Rhodes. There we go. I always want to say Rose, and it's not. It's Rhodes. Uh, Thursday, May 26th at 8 p.m. Don't forget to register beforehand. That way you get that Zoom link, and you can register at galsguide.org to join the discussion. Totally fun. All right. I think you have a rando question for us. Do you have a random question? Yes. So, uh, um, science-y and uh, more, you know, environmental kind of person of me. And so I've actually taken on... Uh, I am a certified rescue diver. Ooh, very nice. Yes, thank you. And so I was wondering for any of you, snorkel or scuba, anybody? Terrified of drowning. So, (laughs) no. No. (laughs) Have you seen those? Yes. Those helmets and that way you can breathe freely and talk. I have seen those. I also don't like enclosed spaces underwater. Okay. I'm a scaredy cat, though. I'm a scaredy cat. Are you afraid somebody's going to step on the hose up on the boat? I'm just scared that there will be no air at <laughs> some point, and then the I'm trust so isn't big, there. I can't get to the surface. <laughs> you can't tell by looking at it if it's oxygen or carbon dioxide. <laughs> exactly. Yes! I haven't done much of either, um, but I, I would want to scuba dive. Mm-hmm. I remember um, being at the Disney water park area yeah mm-hmm. and my mom and i were mm-hmm. in line for the place this was like 90s where you scuba dive through the little tank they set up yeah yes. and we waited and waited and we got up there and went to do it and i was so excited and my mom couldn't breathe through her scuba mask <laughs> oh, no. she was like nope 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 and they wouldn't let me go without her so yeah. i had to like walk back to the end of the line oh, shame. so no. even though i like the idea of scuba and i've probably worn like a toy one in a pool yeah. somewhere i've right. never actually done it so Sad story of the time I almost scubaed <laughs> in a tank. Or not scuba, <laughs> snorkel. Yeah. Snorkeled in a tank at Disneyland. Aww. It was not to be. Adorable. I was fortunate enough for part of the People to People Student Ambassador Program. Is this when you went to Greece? Uh, Australia. Australia. Ah, oh, nice. We went to uh, snorkel in the Great Barrier Reef. Oh my god. I am unusually yeah. freaked out by coral. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I, I'm sure that I gotta look up what that that I phobia is. Was thinking so I am the weirdest one at the table, coral? and then Bonnie said I have an unusual feel. <laughs> like I'm not worried that it's gonna like come yes. out of the ocean and murder me. I love you, Bonnie. But, but it can be but, shark, but, right? But like, you it, are questioning it. It looks like both alive and dead at the same time, <laughs> yes. and it's freaky, yes. right? Like it like looks like bones, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. yes, actually. No, you are I've never ever a felt delicate, that way about delicate coral. flower. Like I would probably be fine. <laughs> but with I appreciate the, the, the perspective know, when you got the little <laughs> yeah, plants the, waving around. Yeah. Like that's fine. But when it's like the pokey rocks, it's yeah. like. Mm. And even those flowy little plants can actually uh, burn you. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I fire. It's called fire coral. <gasps> nice. Bonnie has a new fear. <laughs> uh, in Greece, they had a whole bunch of problems. Everyone was like stepping on sea urchins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, we had yeah. uh, one dude actually went to like the Minute Clinic for it, and they were like, in typical um, America. No, not uh, <laughs> not America. Um, what is that? Uh, my big fat Greek wedding style. Oh, yes, yes. They were like, just put some olive oil on it. <laughs> and so he oh, did, and it was just slippery. Like, he couldn't get the spine out of his foot because oh, it was just slippery. Right. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> just put some tussin on it. <laughs> You'll be fine. Dun, dun, dun. But I love that you're scuba certified and that you yeah. could save me when I'm drowning underneath yes, the... I, yes, that'd yes. be great. I Yeah, exactly. Or I could find the body. One of the two. Yeah. It well, we na- rescuing. I was gonna say we now know our burial practices, so our uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. our funeral arrangements are now done on the podcast. Okay. Well, um, to find out the uh, ocean floor, to be able yes. to go scuba diving, and yeah. knowing how deep that you can go, we have uh, well, Marie Tharp. Nice. Who she was actually um, discovered uh, and proved the plate tectonic mm-hmm. theory yay look at that amazing but, you know, this happened in like 50s ah. but you know, still you talk about science being new and mm-hmm. it's still happening around us it's amazing what's happened in just recent history right in just a, a couple of generations mm-hmm. and so marie was born in july on july 30th 1920 Okay. In Ypsilanti, Michigan. <gasps> Michigan again! Oh, Michigan. Yeah. Oh, Michigan. look at that. Oh, she Michigander. Well, she survived. Actually, yeah, exactly. No, well, um, she is scuffy. <laughs> <laughs> <It's scuffy. laughs> uh, she was actually the only child oh. of Bertha and William. And Bertha was a, a teacher of German and Latin. Okay. And William was a soil surveyor. Oh, okay. Okay. And so he worked for the United States Department of Ag. Okay, cool. And in doing so, the family moved around constantly. So Ah. she was in Alabama and Georgia. So she probably wasn't in Michigan that long? That's probably... No, I'm just kidding. No, she ended up in Ohio. Thank God. Oh, yay! (laughs) Buckeye, I am one. Okay, there we go. (laughs) And... uh, as a, a soil surveyor, he uh, spent summers in the north and winters in the south. Oh, look at yeah, that. So because you can't really do much with digging in frozen soil. Right. So He's a snowbird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, don't, I wouldn't mind this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, she attended dozens of schools. Gotcha. Uh, in different states. And it was just hard for her to make friends. Yeah. In, in, during that time. And so her closest relationship was with her parents. Gotcha. Um, her mother and her father. She wasn't like attached to them but um 
she learned the most from them and her relationships were based on the strength that they had uh, for each other. Mm -hmm. And when she uh, started high school, um, she showed a lot of interest in the science. uh, Yay. And she took, (laughs) this is more than what I would do, school field trips on the weekends. Oh. uh, To be able to study trees and rocks and soils. Oh. And so when her father would go out for the soil surveying, she'd go along with him. Oh, cool. And uh, she would also bring back things, uh, bones. Right. Anything she found. Yeah. And terrify her mother. (laughs) Of course. So Mm -hmm. because, you know. Look at these creepy things I found outside. Thank you. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't find out how, but she lost her mother when she was 15. Oh, gotcha. And like that was the closest female relationship that she had was with her. So um, she and her father just got closer. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And her best um, subject turned out to be contemporary science. Oh, okay. Talking about the new and current research projects. Mm-hmm. And so that really piqued her interest. Her father retired in 1931. And so that's when they moved up to Ohio, Bellefontaine. Ah. And that's where she graduated high school. Cool. And influenced by her mother, she took a year off. Gotcha. And helped out when they moved to Bellefontaine, they bought a farm and mm-hmm. so she helped her father out for the year and you know like i said they were very close and then <laughs> she got into ohio university and the it, ohio university no, ohio university <laughs> ohio state <clears throat> okay <laughs> and influenced by her father she ended up graduating with two bachelors Ooh. and four different Minors. Oh my goodness! All in subjects she loved because that's Sweet. what her father's you know, do. What you love and do it well. Yeah. And uh, during World War II, of course, the the boys were sent off to the war, mm-hmm. and women were actually somewhat uh, being reached out and uh, mm-hmm. employable. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Yay! And um, she was actually recruited because she did so well in her science classes, especially geology. She was recruited by um, the Petroleum Geology Program at oh. Michigan. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> where That's where she got her master's. Oh, um, gotcha. after that, she went to Oklahoma in Tulsa mm-hmm. and worked for Staniland oil, you know. Oh, okay. Probably weren't all bought up by one company. Right, until it was standard Uh, oil. Yeah, (laughs) probably. Um, And she created maps from the data that the gentlemen went out when they were uh, scanning the land and figuring out, you know, where the the oil could be in the geology Mm -hmm. um, from... Because she wasn't allowed to go out there. Oh, <laughs> I know. see. That's gentleman's work. And she was sure. actually she was <laughs> happy to not do that because there is man's work, and she just let them do it. Right, know? right, and sure. She was happy mapping. Yeah, yeah. And she was using her science and still understanding uh, what the data was that was coming back. Mm-hmm. And while she was there, she decided, hey, why don't I go to school again? Hey. And so she enrolled at the University of Tulsa in the mathematics department and got a second 
um, Bachelors of Science because the other one was Bachelors of Arts in English. Okay. (laughs) And uh, yeah. So uh, in 1948, she did marry uh, David Flanagan Mm -hmm. and moved to New York. And and that's where they lived for uh, several years. And she found a position at Columbia University. Oh, uh, Drafting for the Lamont Geological Observatory. Ooh. And that is where she met Bruce Hizen. I think that's how you say his name. Is it French? <laughs> I do not believe so. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> that means I'm completely out. <laughs> and uh, their jobs at that point uh, was together using photography to locate downed aircraft uh, oh. during the war. Because, you know, when mm-hmm. the enemy gets your technology, they... Yeah know how to take it down so that was their job at that point and then they moved on from that once Mm -hmm. the war was over to map the ocean floor oh neat and uh she uh got divorced in 1952 it just didn't work out she didn't she ended up not remarrying and had no children and she just put her life into her work yes and um between 1952 and 1968, she was in her position and kept getting promoted until um, Zine's death, and her uh, position was turned into a grant position. Um, gotcha. I just think it was an easier way that once they right. once you're done, you can go. Kind of thing, but, <laughs> that way, you became kind of freelance work sort of thing. Once right. the grant runs out, yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, at that point, uh, in 68, uh, the the seafloor maps weren't really published during the Cold War gotcha. because they felt that the fear of the Soviet subs could be using them to... Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they could see what was between like their landmass and ours, that they could use they it. They would be able to use it to, to hide behind it and, sure. and, and things like that. Can't publish science when you're scared. <laughs> right? I think that mm. needs to be on a sticker. <laughs> that would be I haven't done stickers in a while, actually. Is. I kept thinking about it, but yeah. <laughs> we haven't had any new podcast stickers in a bit. I keep saying cute little quotes that it's like, right oh, now. we should put that on something. <laughs> so um, they, they did have... A, an early map in the mid 19th century of John Murray and a Johann Hort. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Murray and Hort. Did, did a rough outline of, mm-hmm. of the Atlantic. Okay. And so they, they started that as a base okay. and then started using sonar. Oh, okay. Uh, because war creates technology. And let right. me tell you, that was, it was really mm-hmm. helpful in, in starting to map it more. Yeah. And that's when, uh, she saw this valley in the, in in between because they in the 19th century they they just thought it was an underground mountain range. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's all they can see. It's dark down there. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, and, and it's tall like a mountain. <laughs> yeah, and it just looks like a range. And so with the sonars and the mapping and the data she was using, she she found this really weird rift in the middle of the mountain range and it took her two years to convince spruce that it was there because he was the one going out on the boat right and doing all the sonar work because apparently 
women weren't allowed on the science boat yet. Sure. Bad luck. I right, 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 right. Sure. Once again, women don't float. <laughs> <laughs> women catch the science boat. <laughs> right. We should be on that. <laughs> that should be on a sticker. <laughs> so she was just uh, aligning this all up and she created it looks like a total of six profiles from west to east in the north atlantic and from that gotcha right yeah she was able to, this is bathymetric is how i mm-hmm. think it's called it, okay. pronounced like yeah bath- bathosphere the bathosphere ladies yes and it's the the study of the ocean and river floors and lakes lake floors gotcha and then um, she found that V-shaped structure running continuously through the entire thing, finding a rift and a valley in, in there. And she believed that the valley formed the oceanic surface was being pulled apart because oh. there are different, you know. Instead the, of pushed together yeah, into a mountain. together. Right, right. Mountain range. Right. In, in northern um, in, India. Okay, right? gotcha. Sure, yes. And then you have the, the over-under, so one side oh, going yeah. underneath, and that is um, the the islands in the, in the Caribbean. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. That, the Caribbean plate. Oh, And okay. then you have the going down. Uh, and so oh. you've got that smoosh here. Right. And you've got the, the going down. The trench. Yeah, the oh. trench in between it. So that's what she found. Um, Interesting. The different way that the plates are colliding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, her partner was initially unconvinced that, that you know it it supported a, a continental drift, mm-hmm. and and then it was it was too controversial. Oh my gosh! <laughs> sure. <laughs> At the time, uh, many scientists, including him, believed that the continents were impossible everything was staying still right right and, yeah but i think a change doesn't happen <laughs> on this planet what are you talking about dinosaurs everywhere right absolutely <laughs> well this is this is cute that uh, he was dismissing it as just a, a mere hypothesis and it was just girl talk oh really i'm a scientist damn it <laughs> Watch it back off. Um, exactly. So, but he did actually hire a Howard Foster and started plotting uh, earthquake epicenters in the oceans. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, finding uh, turbidity, turbidity curtains to undersea earthquakes. Oh. And so... Um, Examining this and, and using the sec- secondary data set of mm-hmm. the the earthquakes that was lining up with Tharp's profile of the, the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. It was and, showing that the earthquake stuff was moving mm-hmm. and then it would be moving in the direction that she would say that would make sense for plates. That, yeah, it, within within the valley. I mean, you you've all seen, haven't you seen? I've seen epicenter earthquakes showing around all of actually the, oh. the ends of the plates. Right, right, right. Within, the more activity in those yeah dividing lines. Activity, yeah, at the dividing lines. That's why they think California is going to fall into the sea. <laughs> yeah, <that's> probably, <laughs> you know, get a big enough shake at that point. Right, right. 
beachfront property. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even mean to. Oh, there's an island of California all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> they, they were using, let's see here. It was only after seeing the locations of the earthquakes and that it aligned with Tharps that Hazin said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that oh. makes sense. So he had to have backup from a buddy. I mean, science is good to have a backup at any point, right. but <laughs> sure, she whatever. She had pretty much everything, you know, saying that. Right. You know, Just needed a, a guy to be like, yeah, right. it's plausible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, uh, they, they put it together and they put it in a book in 1957 of the North Atlantic and mm-hmm. published their first physiograph map of it um nice. but tharp's name didn't appear on any of the major papers well, she wasn't on the boat <laughs> <laughs> she missed the science boat mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, i mean she did all the work but whatever did she leave her notes in a drawer so we're oh, back to that again see. that's the thing you gotta hold on to those notes ladies hold out those notes yeah <laughs> tharp uh like i said with, with the um didn't work with Hazine after that. Um, mm-hmm. And her position was in that grant. So she mm-hmm. started working with the graduate students to assist in further mapping the extent of the valley. Cool. Um, and then she found similar trenches and, and similar breaks in it. And she found the Indian Ocean, mm-hmm. um, the, Ara- the Arabian Sea the Red Sea, and the Gulf of Eden, and suggesting a presence of a global... Uh, kind of putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so, in collaboration with the Austrian landscape painter, Heinrich Baran, Tharp and Hazine realized the map of the entire ocean floor, which was published in 1977, which was the year that he passed away. Uh-huh, gotcha. Was her name on that one? She was later recognized oh my and attributed God. to her work for the Ridge in Mid-Atlantic. Wow. Uh, but, you know, yeah. received credit for the discovery. But She got an Atta yeah. girl? Yeah. Okay. Need to go later on. <laughs> but we know of it now and her, uh, her efforts of it. But cool. <laughs> 77, still not girl. getting credit. Yeah. <laughs> I just want people to get credit for the work that they do. No, it would be nice. <laughs> Seem the men can, but who knows? Right. Uh, she, after uh, working on the map, she continued to serve with the faculty until 1983, after which she operated a map distribution business oh. for her retirement. She sold maps. <laughs> yeah. She's like, see that map? I did that. I did that. <laughs> Y'all know what that looks like? Because of me. I wasn't on the boat. Right. <laughs> but it looked but at the I data. Exactly. I put it together. <laughs> she donated her map collection and her notes to the Map and Geography Division of the Library of Congress in 1995. I think what we've learned here is how important women's notes are, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so keep Just those summarize notes. this month yeah, of science. Exactly. Write down your damn notes. <laughs> and secure your notes. Hide them from them. Lock them. Send them to the Nobel Committee <laughs> before your death. Right. right. <laughs> um, 
in in two thousand checklist right exactly <laughs> let bonnie check it off yeah, yeah. <laughs> bonnie will do it she got the list um tharp was awarded the first annual lamont uh dordery heritage heritage award which was oh. from the geological observatory that nice. we spoke of earlier well she got an award yes and unfortunately she died in 2006 of cancer oh wait a minute but, but was, wasn't she born in 1920 yeah so she was okay. still 86 yeah I seem to be able to find those girls. Right. There you go. That's nice, though. But she's got a decent list of awards. Um, <clears throat> she was recognized later in life. Right. Yes. Um, the National Geographic Society Hubbard's Medal in 1978. Gotcha. The Society of Women Geographers gave her Outstanding Achievement Award in 96. Cool. The Woods holds Oceanographic institution mary sears woman pioneer and oceanography award that award title is way too short yes, i mean <laughs> like they really need to stretch they, that yeah, out that okay i'm yeah. also curious what the acronym is but anyway go ahead <laughs> in 1999 um there are a, a number of uh selected publications um and they're their children's books. Oh, uh, there's children's books yeah, about her. Yeah, there are children's books about her. Aww. And it's, you know, a mapping of the floor and the first ocean. Oh. And so I'm going to try to find them so I can get them for the library. Oh, thank you. That would be very cool. Oceanographer. And that was, that was her little legacy. She, yeah. she made an impression and she just kept working. Right. And you know, she didn't really, she knew men's were men's work and, you know, she just right. went with that. Let the boys do what the boys are going to do, but I'm going to do my work mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it awesomely. Mm-hmm. You do what you love. Yes. And that's what she ended up doing. So she found it. Yeah. Very cool. It's a little bit more of a positive note, I think, than yeah. the rest of us yeah. brought to this month. I mean, I'm looking at all of us, including myself. Uh, <laughs> but that is a fantastic point. Do you want to wrap it up for us, darling? Do you want to do I shall. the final the close? The final close. The final close. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps it up for Science Gals Month. Next week, we are off for Memorial Day. And we'll return on June 6th to celebrate our LGBTQ plus pride family. Hope to see you soon at the Gals Guide Library. And thank you so much for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>